0: Welcome to the Big Presentations Podcast, where we offer encouragement and guidance to those who make big presentations in small rooms. We believe that properly focused practice and preparation result in effective communications. I'm your host, Paul Gibson. Let's get started. Today, we're gonna let you in on a top secret presentation application. In fact, we're gonna pause right now and require you to enter a special username and password in order to. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! What? What are you doing? Uh, but you, you, this is a uh, top secret stuff, right?
1: Not really. I mean, I just use that terminology because it's it's a mostly unknown
0: application. Eh, not as much fun, but okay. All right, let me start over. We'll we'll reset this thing. No, I won't make you listen to that all over again. Okay, so today we're learning a little-known application that can increase the power of your messages. This is good stuff, so let's get into the core content. When we're thinking about preparing for our
1: presentation, we usually think about content and illustrations or ways of teaching a new skill or ability. It's all about what we're going to say and how we're going to say it. All about what we're going to teach and how we're going to teach it. More about what we are going to share and the visuals that you we will use to share that information. But there's something that we often overlook and this is so important. This may be even totally new information for you. We think about preparing our content and often forget about the importance of preparing Our audience. Is there a way we can prepare our audience to better receive whatever it is we're going to be sharing with them? Yes, yes, we can. We can prepare our audience. And if you have the ability to do this, not not everyone can, but if we have the ability to do this, it is a gift that is waiting to be unwrapped. It's just sitting there waiting for you to use this powerful, powerful way of increasing the effectiveness of your presentations. So how do you do this? How do you prepare your audience? Usually, those of us who can prepare our audience can do so because we have interactions with that audience before the presentation. For me, most of the times, those times with the audience before the presentation are limited. It might be I've got at the most 30 minutes with people as they come in and get settled in before the presentation starts. But there are also times when I am presenting to a group of people who I've worked with for years or it's perhaps with people who on this specific project, I'm spending a lot of time working with them on that project. Either way, either way, whether it's a limited amount of time with audience members or a project-based amount of time with them or even ongoing, like these are coworkers that we're presenting to, we're with them every day, regardless of what the circumstance is, you can use that time, however limited, to help prepare your audience. You do this by preparing them to trust you and to like you. If they can sit back as you begin to speak, trusting you and liking you, then their ears are going to be much more receptive. Their minds are going to be much more open to whatever it is you have to say. So the things you do before a presentation, whether it's in the years leading up to it, or the weeks leading up to it or the days or even the minutes are going to have a great influence on how well your audience can hear you and how willing they're going to be to receive what you have to say. That's big. It places a lot of importance on the interactions that you have with audience members. So ask yourself, how do you interact with people? in the minutes or days or weeks or years ahead of a presentation. What are your relationships like with people? Do they trust you? Do they like you? If not, what are things you can do to help build that trustworthiness and help build that affinity with people so that they will be more willing to listen to you? Imagine the power that you hold if you are over the course of years if that's available, or weeks, if that's available, or even days, if that's what's available. If you're taking advantage of that time to build a quality relationship with your audience, that could drastically increase the effectiveness of your message. It's not just about the content. It's about the relationship that you have with the audience. So that's a often forgotten, or perhaps even unknown element of preparation. The ability to prepare your audience to be able to listen and consider what it is you have to say. Do a good job of audience preparation, and you'll be well on your way to making big presentations in small rooms.
0: Okay, so it's it's not top secret. And, it, and even if it was, it's not anymore because Mike just told us all about it so let's consider what it means to use this information however you know the drill before we get to it let's go over what we learned in last week's podcast
1: last week we talked about two ways of knowing things and how those two ways should affect our preparations Sometimes we're presenting things that are familiar to us. We know them by experience. It's not new information. It's not a new skill or ability. Other times we're asked to present information or teach skills that are new to us. So we have to discover and then compile information or learn an ability so that we can then communicate that knowledge or ability to the audience. Either way, your goal is to share information that's accurate and helpful. However, there are specific pitfalls associated with sharing familiar content and other pitfalls related to sharing new content. To learn more, go back and check out that episode. It's good stuff.
0: Absolutely. You should definitely check that out. And, and even if it's for the second time, we won't stop you. So when we come back, we're going to talk about presentation preparation and the one forgotten element. See, now it sounds like an Indiana Jones thing, but it's going to be good. So oh, we'll be I right bet. back.
1: The Workplace Presentations Hub is a great place for you to find community and guidance and helpful tips, not just from me, but from other seasoned presenters. It's a place to ask questions. It's a place to make observations. It's a place to to laugh and encourage each other in our work as presenters. So if you're looking for community, it's waiting for you at the Workplace Presentations Hub, a Facebook group.
0: So today we're discussing that not-so-top-secret application of preparing your audience. Yep, and no username or password is required. Well, that's good, because I always forget both of those things. So let's get into it.
1: (laughs) This concept took a long time for me to learn, and even longer for me to to embrace and be willing to just use it.
0: (laughs) Cool, so the guru wasn't always a guru. I don't think
1: I'm still not a guru, but I am excited to help other people learn from my experiences and hopefully avoid some of the problems that I've faced due to my lack of understanding.
0: See, this is kind of surprising for me because I've always known you to be a relational dude. So why would this be a difficult lesson for you to learn? I am a relational person and I'm a person who likes to be prepared,
1: as prepared as possible given the time allowed. Which means focusing on the preparation, the practice, and the delivery of a message. And you can do all of that without using the application that we're talking about today. So it's easy, it has been easy for me in the past, to prioritize the content preparation over the audience preparation. And that can be costly.
0: Okay, okay, so... I can see that. Now we both know people who are in on the other extreme of all of this. They would rather spend all their time hanging out with people and not allowing enough time to actually get prepped for the presentation, as far as the content goes. Right. Good point. Yeah, you're sounded like a guru now. Um. Yes. There are times, though, that I do think about uh, you know doing the whole like cave on the mountaintop thing. You know, I, I think yeah. You know. <laughs> I think I could pull it off. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, now, I'm sure our listeners know people who are more focused on content preparations, and they know other people who focus more on, like, the relational side of things. In general, in general, I think when people are getting ready for a presentation, they tend to focus on the content and kind of place the relationships into this other, like, unrelated category of
0: of life,
1: we we might even categorize it as being
0: non-work. That's a very specific way to say that. Is there like a a confession here or something? Do you have a, a maybe a, a story to tell of some sort? <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I, I guess it's it's more like a common situation that I've been in many times. Okay, you know, like I said, you know, it it took a while for the lesson to sink in.
0: Okay, so what is
1: your story? So here's the here's the common scenario I've been through quite often. There have been times when I was one presenter among a team of presenters. I would become frustrated with other people on the team because I felt like they were spending too much time just hanging out with people and not enough time preparing and and practicing.
0: So were you able to observe their presentations and how exactly did it turn out how they do?
1: Well, it depends on how you look at it. From a structural standpoint, a lot of times those presentations were just not very good. They were long and meandering, and the slides were a mess. But yeah, but the audience was patient with them. And some were excited about the presentation. Of course, others were falling asleep or on their phones, but they weren't really upset about the whole thing because they liked the presenter. They had been hanging out with him and developing friendly relationships with him. This relational work helped make up for the lack of preparation of content and delivery.
0: So were you presenting as well? And how do you felt like that went? Yes, I
1: presented as well. And I was much more prepared in terms of content, but I was much less prepared relationally. And people were not as excited to hear me speak because they just didn't know me as well. I wasn't hanging out with people because I was back in my office preparing and practicing. So structurally, my presentation was better relationally it just wasn't as good
0: and as time passed and you got old i mean older and what did you learn
1: (laughs) yes as my beard turned white i began to learn that and here's another guru sounding statement Mm. i needed more balance i was out of balance placing too much emphasis on preparing content and not enough emphasis on
0: preparing the audience so should this balance you referred to be a perfect balance? I mean, the same amount of time spent on content prep and audience prep?
1: Well, it's it's not that simple because each scenario
0: is unique. See, you would say that. That would be what a guru would say. Like, no, I'm not going to give you a definitive answer, but okay, fine. Tell me more.
1: Well, in much of my work, I'm presenting to a group of people that are not co-workers. Much of the time, my presentation will be the the first and maybe even last time I meet them. And if I've met them before, it was in a similar setting. So my audience prep time is limited to the time before the class starts. And that's that's not very long, 30 minutes at the most. I couldn't have perfect balance if I wanted to. It's just not an option. Now, in other situations, the presenter might be a co-worker and spend most of their time working with the audience members outside of that presentation setting. All of those interactions are going to affect the presentation and there's going to be more audience prep time than content prep time because normal work life is audience prep in that situation.
0: Okay, okay. So I'm a little disappointed, but there's not a magic formula to this. Right, right. There's no magic formula. It's more like a a principle. Okay, so how would you state this principle? How about this?
1: When... Preparing your presentations, know your content and know your audience as much as time allows. Connect with your audience in ways that build trust and affinity as much as possible. And then seek to make a connection, connecting your audience to your message.
0: That sounds eerily familiar. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you got me there. That's, you know, a summary of that's on the cover of big presentations in small rooms where it says, know your audience, know your message, make the connection. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like the way you worked in the plug there. That's good. That's good. You like that? You like <laughs> that? That was slick. Go get the book on
1: Amazon. <laughs> Big presentations in small rooms.
0: Link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so any words of guidance uh, or caution as people try to apply this principle, even if it is basic?
1: There is a temptation to ignore relationships unless there is some immediate need for support. Let that sink in. Okay. So... A coworker might be aloof
0: and unhelpful until they need something. Okay, yep, yeah, been there. So then they're suddenly in an audience preparation mode and hoping that they can make up for their previous behavior and attain the support of their coworkers. Those
1: people who are doing that, they might point to people in different situations, like the situation I'm in you know, where I've got that limited amount of time and they may say, well, that guy builds relationships during the short time before a meeting. I should be able to do the same.
0: (laughs) Right. But they they're not thinking about the fact that uh, you're approaching it in that way because of the time limitations and your role, because you're not Already working there. You're only on site for a short time and you're not their co worker. Right. Yeah.
1: It's like an absent parent being jealous of a new teacher or a coach who influences their child's life and wanting to have that same influence when they've just not been there for years and years. If you have ongoing opportunities to build trust and affinity and you fail to do it, then trying to create it in just a few minutes before a presentation is just not going to work.
0: Yeah, this is like a common scene in family dramas. There's an absent parent (laughs) who shows up at a key moment and wants a, well, a a momentary investment to make up for a really long time away, and it it doesn't really work out. The ongoing responsibility created the characterization that can't be overcome in just a single situation in just a short amount of time.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, they were slacking off for years. You're not going to make up for that quickly. Whenever you're with the audience... You're preparing them for the presentation. You are setting them up to either be supportive or unsupportive. This is true if your time is limited to minutes. This is true if your time is measured in years. So you do need to prepare your content and practice your presentation
0: as much as time allows. And you need to prepare your audience knowing that any amount of time spent with them will be spent preparing them for your presentation. Right. So be helpful. Be kind. Be a good presence when you're
1: with the audience so that they'll be more inclined to listen to your message and, you know, return the favor of being helpful and being kind.
0: Absolutely. Now, this was a good episode. I like your uh, secret app tip thing we got going on there. I really like it. It's helpful. Now, the audience preparation is indeed a powerful tool. Yeah. Remember your audience. Prepare your message. Practice it. But do
1: not neglect to prepare your audience do this and you'll be well on your way to making big presentations in small rooms
0: great you're still here if you'd like to help us out we would love it if you went over to apple podcast rate and review the podcast and also if you're not a subscriber yet do that too it all helps and we would love to be able to continue to bring you this podcast on the regular like we do so please Apple Podcasts, head over there, rate and review, and by all means, hit that subscribe button. Hope you have a great week.